What's up, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever, wherever you get your podcasting streaming services. My name is John Flynn, and thank you so very much for listening to this podcast. Today, it is our week- weekly football special of the podcast so but and before we continue on you can subscribe to this podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasting streaming services and you can lit and you can follow me on twitter at john flynn 97 and on instagram at j flizzy so it w- w- there, there's been a lot of news with the um, head coaching searches going on across the National Football League this week, but but we we've got six playoff games in in the NFL this weekend, and I want to give give you three topics to warm us up for for the weekend here, and 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 these these three topics are concerned the three most interesting games. This wild card weekend, we'll talk about uh, the the Jaguars and the Chargers in in the in the first of the AFC playoff games um, uh, this weekend. We'll get into the Giants and the Vikings and the one major advantage the Giants have going into their matchup with Minnesota, and and lastly why the. The, the Cowboys Buccaneers game on Monday night will say everything about Dak more than any other player in uh, on the Dallas Cowboys. So, I think the AFC is in a very interesting spot here because Patrick Mahomes is the oldest starting quarterback in the AFC in the, this year's playoffs, older than Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. Um, Whoever's starting for the Ravens, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Skylar Thompson. Patrick Mahomes is the grandfather of all the AFC playoff uh, quarterbacks this year. And and the Chargers and the Jaguars will be meeting up on Saturday night in Jacksonville with Al Michaels and Tony Dungy behind the microphone. It's so, uh, so nice to see Al Michaels call a playoff game this season. So I think you have... Uh, the, the Jaguars and the Chargers, the first playoff games in the careers of Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, uh, on the same stage together in Jacksonville, in Duval County. And I think the game on Saturday night is going to be a, uh, be a classic. Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence were both hyped up quarterback pros- uh, prospects in, in, in the draft process. In their in their respective years, and what we've seen with the Jaguars, with uh, as Doug Peterson has coached up Trevor Lawrence and turn and turn him into, into turned him into really a top five quarterback in the NFL, it, it is is has just been breathtaking. And I was one of the critics of the Doug Peterson hire, but but he's been he's been worth everything for. For Trevor Lawrence, for 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 this offense, for for this team, changing the culture, needing to uh, uh, to eliminate the bad juju that surrounded the franchise after the 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 uh, the, the Urban Meyer disaster. So so you have the Jaguars at home. They they they've reeled off uh, six uh, six wins in their last seven games and, and 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 got themselves into a position to make the playoffs. 
and, and, and win the division and host a home playoff game. So, I think the Jaguars and Doug Peterson, I, I, I think that it has, they have the major coaching advantage in this game because you you, you compare and contrast uh, the, the Chargers and the Jaguars pass to the playoffs and it, it was it was it's been shaky uh, for for the Chargers particularly when it when it comes to in-game management from from Brandon Staley and there was no reason he should have played his starters in any in any way shape or form uh, against the Denver Broncos on Sunday, a game that meant nothing to them. The Ravens had already lost uh, um, to to uh, to wrap up the six seed and to uh, and to lock in that. The Chargers already had the five seed, so I I think there was a, a greater confidence level in 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 the head coaching uh, advantage for the Jacksonville Jaguars because. If you if you think of what what Brandon Staley uh, has has been and what what he's and his 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 defining moment as the head coach so far was not playing for the tie last week last year in week eighteen uh, to to make the playoffs instead uh, they, they they tried for the jugular and and, and they wound up uh, missing the playoffs because of it so. I think the the Chargers are, are obviously have have loads of talent. Justin Herbert is a dreamy quarterback. He he's he's the type of quarterback that you want to build your franchise around. And and and, and they'll they'll have Austin Eckler. They have uh, they'll have Keenan Allen. We'll see about Mike Williams. He did not practice on Wednesday, but. Uh, but but th- in my years of picking playoff uh, playoff games on on this podcast and and this is my fourth year uh, d- doing doing playoff picks uh, for uh, for this th- th- this J- Jaguars Chargers pick a game was the single toughest wild card game I've ever had to pick and it it's, it speaks about the, the, the about what Jacksonville has done. What the Chargers are capable of doing, because I I think either one of these teams is going to give Kansas City a run for its money. Um, it, it, assuming Cincinnati and Buffalo win their games and and the the lowest remaining seed in the AFC playoffs after this weekend comes from uh, comes from that. Either one of these teams can give Kansas City a run for their money, and, and the, the, the Chargers, uh, the, the, two of their losses came came against the Chiefs by three points each. And 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 the Jaguars are are a much different team from the last from from the last um, time they saw Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and I and and so th- this is going to be a, a a pretty gigantic deal here because because uh, both of these teams are dangerous the the, the Jaguars defense ha- has been playing really really well granted they they faced quarterbacks like Zach Wilson D- Davis Mills and. Josh Jobs over the last three weeks, but we saw something in Jacksonville in in the in their incredible comeback victory against the Dallas Cowboys that I think uh, could carry over into something over uh, over the weekend against um, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. So it is going to be a fascinating pick. It's going to be and maybe the most interesting game of the entire weekend because you have uh, two outstanding young quarterbacks. Uh, playing in their first playoff game at the same time, so oh, it, it's going to be a, 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 a fun game there. Now, the topic number two for the, this monologue leading to the pick segment 
is, is is regarding the Giants and the Vikings game Sunday at 4:30 p.m. Eastern on Fox, and I I, I could, the the Giants and the Vikings last played each other on uh, on Christmas Eve three weeks ago, and it was a game the Vikings won on a game-winning field goal by by Greg Joseph from 61 yards out. And I'm compelled to think that <clears throat> looking at how how the teams have transpired uh, over since then, that the Giants have gotten more confident since since then, and and that they've been getting healthy at the right time. There is a, a it is likely that Xavier McKinney is going to play. We'll see about Adoree Jackson. We'll see about Aziz Ojolari. Both of them are trending in the right direction as well. But I think. The, the injury to Minnesota right tackle Brian O'Neill, I think, is going to be a gigantic deal for the Minnesota uh, for the, this matchup because M M M Minnesota has two tackles: Christian Darrisaw, the a former Virginia Tech guy, and Brian O'Neill. That they, they have been splendid in protecting Kirk Cousins all year, but Brian O'Neill tore his Achilles in the Week 17 game against the Packers at Lambeau Field, me meaning that there is a significant hole the, the Vikings have to fill at right tackle. And for now, they're going with Ole Odu, a, a former sixth-round pick from Elon University. And whoever the right tackle is, probably uh, probably him, is he's going to have to uh, to deal with Kayvon Thibodeau, who has, who has become a, a player of his own. He has he, he bro broken out. In these last uh, four or five weeks, and th this Giants defensive line can absolutely uh, can absolutely eat alive that uh, um, uh, both the right tack uh, tackle position and the interior offensive line, and and, and Minnesota is banged up at center and two. The uh, the right guard position has been a little shaky as well. So it, it's gonna it, so the Vikings are gonna have to, to change things up. Uh, and and try and try to have Kirk Cousins uh, th throw quickly to neutralize the, the the Giants pass rush, which has been really good over the last the o over the last four games th that they've played. So I I think the the uh, th I think the Giants' strength uh, is their defensive line. Their their secondary is going to be uh, is going to be healthier by two starters that which were not they didn't have either Xavier McKinney or Adoree Jackson in the Christmas Eve clash. And, and, I, and, and, they're, and the, their two most important players offensively, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, are, are coming off bye weeks as they did not play last week against Philadelphia. So, I, I, so in, in, a, in a period where everyone's been getting healthier, I think that the Vikings got banged up on the offensive line at the wrong time. And so, and so, how the and so how the Giants will be able to take advantage of that, and and how Wink Martindale is able to uh, to take care of that, that remains to be seen. So, uh, I think the Giants' defensive line against the Vikings' offensive line is is going to be the matchup to watch uh, throughout the course of of the of the game on Sunday, for um, for both teams. And finally, I think I'm compelled to uh, to talk about. The pressure that's on the Dallas Cowboys and specifically Dak Prescott. So, the Dallas Cowboys are coming up on 30 years 
since their last road playoff victory, the 1992 NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers at Candlestick Park. The game famous for the Alvin Harper long catch and run, which put the game on ice uh, late in that game. But since then, the Cowboys have lost eight straight games on the road um, since Jimmy Johnson left the Cowboys. And the, and, and the Cowboys overall have been uh, are three and ten in playoff game uh, games since since their uh, since the dynasty ended after 1996. So, so that that's the amount of pressure from a historical standpoint for the Cowboys. But the the, the thing that that keeps running that has kept running to my mind the last four, five, or six years concerning the Dallas Cowboys has been Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott has put up gaudy statistics offensively in the regular season throughout his NFL career. And he's had the benefit of a great offensive line, excellent running attack with Ezekiel Elliott and in recent years Tony Pollard. And you and you have a strong wide receiving core, which includes C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and others. And defensively, with stars all around, the Cowboys had a total of seven players named to the Pro Bowl. But but this is the type of matchup where it's going to be about Dak Prescott because the Cowboys opened up their season at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, on the first week of the season. And they got throttled. Dak Prescott got hurt. The, the Cowboys couldn't do anything offensively. Todd Bowles dialed up a brilliant defensive game plan that, that, that keyed on stopping the run. And the Cowboys only mustered three points in that game. So I, so against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, that, that, that's slowly been gaining momentum offensively. And 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 we saw and we saw we saw the that in in week seventeen where the Tom Brady to Mike Evans connection was brilliant three touchdown receptions and two hundred yards receiving for Mike, Mike Evans yeah and 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 and, and you starting to see some sort of confidence when when it comes to, to this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team now the, the the four teams the Cowboys have beaten on the road. All had negative point differentials: the Giants, the Vikings, the Titans, and, uh, and the um. It's, it's in that they had the Giants, the Vikings, uh, the the Tennessee Titans, and um. It's a, and then they were able to to win on the road against the Rams in Week Five. So all those teams had negative point differentials there this during the regular season. So does Tampa. But Tampa has Tom Brady, the 45 years old, greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, and 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 Tom Brady in his career is seven and zero against the Dallas Cowboys. So if if you're if you're going to tell me uh, the 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 amount of pressure that's on Dak Prescott to to win a road playoff game for for the Dallas Cowboys, something that's not happened in 30 years. And you're going up against the most experienced playoff quarterback ever, the most experienced quarterback in general ever. That it is going to be a massive spot here. Now, Dallas is favored by two and a half points in this game because because Tampa comes into this as a, with a losing record. But I'm not going to exaggerate the fact that this that this would be the biggest win 
in, in, in my in my personal opinion, it, uh, a win over the Buccaneers would be the best day the Cowboys have had since their last Super Bowl. Seriously, every the entire time with the Cowboys, it's been something goes wrong, something goes awry. No, no matter how no matter how talented this team is, they just couldn't get it done. Well, when it mattered the most, so th so this is a great opportunity for the Dallas Cowboys to reverse some of their playoff demons and, and to reverse some of their some of their playoff history. A, a win on Monday night against Brady and the Bucks. Uh, would, would mean everything for Dak Prescott, but if 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 this game revolves around the, the arm of Dak Prescott, a quarterback that has thrown a league high 15 interceptions and he only played in 12 of the 17 games for Dallas, and Dak Prescott has had has thrown interceptions at least one in each of his last seven games, going back to Thanksgiving. So. Recent trends are not on the side of the Dallas Cowboys, both this year and, and, and in their recent franchise history. But if the Cowboys can go to Tampa and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it is going to be a massive victory for the Dallas Cowboys in terms of their morale, in, t in terms of the, the, their, their ability to, 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 go within, uh, to go elsewhere in the playoffs. And and get and get themselves an opportunity to uh to win win, win a big time football game, in, in in the big spot. And it's gonna be a Monday night game. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman are gonna be on the call, on on ESPN and ABC and the Manning cast. So everything is on the table here for the Dallas Cowboys. And if the Cowboys don't win, it's just another uh, it's just another uh piece of my narrative. That Dak Prescott is the re has held the Cowboys back over the last fifteen uh, over the last six or seven years. Okay, everybody, here we go. It is time for the N uh, my NFL playoff picks for Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. So, without any further ado. What, let, let's just get right into uh, how I did throughout the course of uh, of the of the regular season and last week. So last week I went twelve and four straight up. I finished the regular season one seventy four ninety five and two, which which is a a about six win upgrade from from last season, and against the spread. I went 143, 120, and eight um, um, against the spread after finish going nine six and one to start to in against the spread to finish off the year. So I so I I made a big improvement uh, in in terms of in terms of these games. So six games on tap this weekend, as you know, and we're going to start. With the San Francisco 49ers at home, favored by nine and a half points, taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I, I think that uh, there was a reason that this game, uh, the NFL waited to uh, to um, uh, announce the schedule for the uh, for um, the, the playoffs this weekend because the, 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 this is the type of, of match where it, it is so it, it's going to be one sided 
uh, in this, honestly, because the 49ers uh, have already beaten Seattle by more by by um, by eight points or more. The last one was by eight. The, the The 49ers are trending in the right direction. They've reeled off ten straight wins, uh, while while the Seahawks they barely got in. It's all because Aaron Rodgers couldn't couldn't get himself out of as uh, out of harm's way for the Packers. So all these in mind, and I think this is going to be a game where San Francisco is going to dominate once again. I think this this game has thirty one to sixteen written all over it. So I'll take the San Francisco 49ers to destroy the Seattle Seahawks and and of course cover the uh, uh, cover the spread there. All right, let's go to what I said was the toughest game of the week uh, of the weekend to pick. The, the LA Chargers on the road as two and a half point favorites taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, the uh, the the it, each of these teams have advantages in in different areas. With the, with the Chargers and, and Herbert, the the Jaguars with Doug Peterson and that and that defense, which has been playing well. So, but 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 this this is uh, the question about the Jaguars that I have going into this. The last three weeks, they faced Zach Wilson, they faced Davis Mills, and they have faced Joshua Dobbs. All, all in succession, all games the Jaguars won to get themselves into a position to to make the playoffs in, uh, as the division as the division champions. So, I, I I fought long and hard, and I think Trevor Lawrence uh, is is going to uh, to shine. I think he's going to show up. I think he's going to ball out in this ball game. So, all all of this in mind. I think the Jaguars are the more confident bunch go- going into this, and, and the game is in Jacksonville. The, the, the crowd is going to be a factor, as, as, and one, again, as as the Jacksonville's coaches suggested in, uh, in, in their in their chats with the com- uh, in, with the press over the weekend. So I'll take the Jaguars to uh, win this game, uh, twenty-seven to twenty-four, in a mild upset. We've got the Buffalo Bills as 13.5 point favorites at home against Skylar Thompson and the Miami Dolphins. And look, I I just think this is uh, this is going to be uh, this is an unfair fight for uh, from a Miami perspective because the the Dolphins uh, they uh, I've, and you you heard my takes uh, a couple weeks ago about. The Dolphins with and without Tua. Now that they, they won without Tua because the Jets started Joe Flacco, but that, but having to go on the road in Buffalo in the cold weather to face Josh Allen and the Bills, I I think this is a recipe for disaster for the seventh seed in Miami Dolphins. So so what I think by the end of this week the uh, uh, the um the seventh seeds will be zero six in playoff games. And and none of those six game uh games being particularly close, I think the Bills are going to smash the Miami Dolphins.
27-9. The, the Minnesota Vikings, they're at home on Sunday afternoon at 4.30 on Fox. They are favored by three points, taking on the New York Football Giants. Now, I, I said the Giants, uh, the, the players the Giants need to show up and ball out in, in the biggest moments of the season. Uh, I, they're all going to be healthy and available. So I think uh, so I think that's an encouraging sign for the Giants. You also factor in that the last time these, these two teams met, the, the Giants accumulated 445 total yards of offense, and and, and think and think of the things that had to go the Vikings' way just just for the Vikings to win that game. When, when you look at the, the 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 fumble, the interception, the blocked punt, the the miracle field goal, all of those things had to happen for the Vikings to win. So so I think uh, it's going to be a, a change of heart here. As I think the Giants are going to cut down on the mistakes. I think this this is going to be a well coached this is a well coached buttoned up team when it comes to Brian Dable and the Giants. Daniel Jones in his first in, in his first row playoff game and uh, enters his first playoff appearance playing the best football of his young NFL career, and and, and he's he's had two weeks to get ready for uh, for Minnesota. And I think this is the time, and this is a trendy upset pick. I'm going to go along with the trend here. I think the Giants will find a way to go into Minnesota and beat the Vikings and get themselves a shocking road playoff victory that keeps the momentum and the confidence, no matter what happens after this, into next season, where... Where, where they can show that this team is for real and, and they're going to be a contender in the NFC as for, for years to come with that combination. So, I'll take the Giants in, in, in another thriller, 28-25 to 25 over the Minnesota Vikings. Let's go to the Sunday night game uh, as the Cincinnati Bengals are 8.5 point home favorites taking on the Baltimore Ravens. And Lamar Jackson is not available. Tyler Huntley is not available. So it, it looks as if that that the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens on on Sunday night is is going to be uh, going to be their third string quarterback once again in Anthony Brown and Anthony Brown against Joe Burrow. I mean, no thanks. Cincinnati wins and covers twenty four to nine. And finally, Monday Night Football. On ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are home as two and a half point home dogs taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And I think this is the type of game where this is going to be about about the game planning for, for both sides. I think this is going to be about... Tampa doing things defensively to prevent uh, to prevent the Cowboys from from doing uh, the things they want to do offensively. They're they're gonna the Tampa's defense is gonna make this a, a one-dimensional game for the Cowboys. Uh, there were major red flags with Dallas last week against Washington and losing to Sam Howell out of all quarterbacks. So. I think Tampa is going to pull off uh, the upset here and knock off the Dallas Cowboys and keep the what can go wrong will go wrong trend going for another year as more questions will be will, will begin to escalate for 
Dak Prescott and, and what what I what I project to be another miserable offseason for the Cowboy fans. Tampa Bay 17, Dallas 13 on Monday Night Football. And that's going to do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. Thank you so very much for listening once again. I'll be back here on the podcast next week to discuss everything that went down in Wild Card Weekend across the NFL. So until then, so long. Be back here, uh, back here soon. So long, everybody.